Hey sis, I'm so excited for this podcast interview because Lemon's story is truly an inspiration and I hope that it encourages you to step into the unknown, pursue the Lord and trust that he will guide your path. I hope you're encouraged by her and learn more about what it looks like to speak well and confidently. Friend, I hope you've got your notebook and pen because this is gonna be good. Hey sister, welcome to How Confidence Speaks. Do you want to fight social anxiety and speak with boldness? Do you find yourself Googling, how do I calm down before my presentation? And how can I be more confident? Do you feel anxious and insecure when you're in front of others? And instead of speaking effectively, your mind goes blank, you stutter, and you fear their judgment again? Hey, I'm Sarah. I understand how you feel. Public speaking can be hard, and it can feel almost impossible to find the confidence to do it. Until I learned the secret, Jesus has to be the firm foundation of every aspect of our lives. So in this podcast, you will learn practical tips to kick the social anxiety to the curb and go after the interview, give the presentation, speak publicly, and take on adulting with boldness, rooted in biblical truth. So take out your notebook and pop in the earbuds and let's get ready to learn just how confidence speaks. Welcome back, everybody. I'm thrilled for this podcast episode today because I'm going to be interviewing Lemon Price. She is a dynamic entrepreneur, a loving mom, and a devoted wife. She has a master's in marketing and journalism. She soared to the C-suite by 26 years old, orchestrating eight-figure sales until a divine calling shifted her focus to God ministry to empower women in marketplace ministry. And as a certified Kim 10 speaker, radiant life and leadership coach, and three times certified radiant leader, she guides women to align their work with the higher calling that God is guiding them to. And y'all get this, her podcast, Milk and Honey with Lemon, was recently featured in Forbes. Y'all, without further ado, Lemon Price. Oh my gosh, Sarah, thank you. I feel like I need that clip so I can like play it for my children and my husband sometimes when they like give me a little sass and be like, other people think I'm cool. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're really the coolest. <laughs> I'm so thankful that you're on the show. And I want I want to mention a few things about your your bio because it's just so cool to me. What was it like bringing in eight figure sales and soaring like that, and then having God kind of flip things around and calling you to something different? What was that like? Oh my gosh, it was wild. So I actually never wanted to climb to the top of the corporate ladder. That was never my life goal. Actually, I thought I was going to be like a second or third grade teacher here in the South, and that's what I was going to do. And then I had a blog go viral 2011 and I ended up in marketing. And so I ended up in this career that I actually knew wasn't for me. And and I'm grateful for it. I've learned a lot. It's been wonderful, but it definitely was not the career for me. By the time the company hit eight figures, I was only there for a little over a year and a half, which was crazy. So and then I left, started my own agency and it was good. We were doing multiple six figures. We were on track to hit seven and I had a business partner and she... Told me she was a believer 
Um, and she definitely was not. And she was amazing at sales. I mean, super amazing at sales. She closed everything. But people, all of my clients were basically new age. It was really hard for me. Um, and so I left my own agency. My husband was like, you have to leave your own agency, even though like, do not take a buyout. Don't take another paycheck. Like you go, just be done. He was like, I don't want that coming into our household. And so I was like, okay, I'm out. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do from here. So I went back to my roots. I started blogging again because I was getting my master's in apologetics and theology at the time. So I was like, I'll just go back to my roots. I'll talk about Jesus things and what I'm learning. And that opened up the door to everything else that I'm doing. And so it was like one like obedient step after the night. You know what I mean? Like I had no idea in any way, shape or form what this would look like. I had no, I didn't want to start a podcast. I wasn't going to create courses. I wasn't going to speak on stages. Like I wasn't doing it. I was going to just like homestead and like enjoy being home and like making all of our food and stuff from scratch. And God had very different plans. So. Wow, that is so cool. I think it's amazing how how God moves in ways that we could never have imagined. And we really think that life is going to go one way. And, and then God is like, no, <laughs> I'm going to do something completely different. You know, and I think women who are in that stage of life, you know, 20 to like 28, they're maybe finishing up their master's or just their first few years of college and preparing to go into the workforce and they just don't know what God is calling them to, you know, what would you say to those women who are stepping into unknown territory and they don't know what to expect, but they believe like, I just want to walk in God's will for my life? I love that question. I would say like you're never going to be a hundred percent certain about what you're supposed to do, right? Because clarity and certainty, I think are the enemy of faith. And so if you are like, I am a hundred percent sure this is what I'm going to do, then you don't have a need for God. And so I would, I would trust him. I had no idea what any of these things looked like for me. And it wasn't in my plan at all, right? None of these things were in my plan whatsoever. But it was like, I think this is where God's calling me to, right? I think this is what he wants me to do. And just taking that one step, because I I feel like we'd be so overwhelmed, actually, if God, like, you know, you're like 25 and God was like, all right, Sarah, you're old enough now. Here is everything I want you to accomplish until I call you home. You, you, would, you wouldn't do it, right? Because there's going to be hard things you're going to have to walk through. There's a lot of uncertainty. Like, there's a lot of things you're going to have to walk through. And so he's like, I'm just going to give you like step one. Great. Like, did you take that step? Cool. Now you can have step two, maybe step three, but like here it's it's always going to be baby steps because I think if we saw what we had to do to get to where he wants us to be, I don't think we would want to do it personally, right? Like we'd be like, no, I'm actually not interested. So I would say, ask God, like, what is, what is the next best right step for me? Like what direction do you want me to go? And I'll talk and I'll pray all the time. Like, God, I think this is where you're, you're leading me. If it's not like shut the door and make it abundantly clear that that's not where you want me to go. Something my pastor said to me a few months ago, he said, my philosophy is go until I hear no. And I was like, well, I love that. And so he's like, I'm just going to walk in where I think he wants me to go until a door slams in my face and says, nope, we got to like redirect. And so I really, I love that kind of philosophy. If we are walking in step with the spirit and if we are, you know, um, 
putting putting our goals and desires along with scripture and making sure that we are obedient to that. I, I know that God's not going to just let us wander <laughs> and get lost and stuck. Like he's going to be guiding us every step of the way. And so I love what you said. And then also, this is such a huge accomplishment of yours. And so I want to talk about it a little bit, but Forbes, all right. How did that happen? And like, what was it like for you to be featured in Forbes and to see your podcast grow to that extent? What was that like? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is wild. When I, in 2011, when I started blogging, I was like, I want to be in Forbes so bad. I like, I was like, I'm going to be a 30 under 30. It's going to be so cool. And all these things. And I wasn't a believer back then because I grew up in an anti-Christian household. And so I wasn't saved until 2014. And so I'm like, I'm and now looking back, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't end up in Forbes when I wasn't a believer because my whole podcast, I'm talking about Jesus the whole time. And that got featured in Forbes. Like a bunch of people got to hear that I love Jesus and this is what I do. But it was, it was again, small acts of obedience. So God and I, we actually wrestled. Um, I don't know if anybody gets 3 a.m. wake up calls from God. I get it so often that I have a notebook called 3 a.m. with God because that's always when he wakes me up. I think it's because it's, you know, I'm the most quiet then. No, none of my children are asking me 92 questions. And so 3 a.m. I get a wake up from God like, all right, it's time to podcast again. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to do this because I had one back in 2018 and it was so bad. It might actually be the worst podcast that was ever produced in human history. Like it was so awful. I hated everything about it. If anybody was ever a guest on that podcast, I apologize to you because it was a dumpster fire. And so I was like, I am not doing that again, God. Like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. And then he reminds me, my husband went to school for audio and sound production and things like that. And so I have all of this equipment in my office. My husband knows how to work all the fancy systems and can edit and do the things I need. And so he's like, you have the resources and you, and you're, you know what you're doing now. Like go, you know what your purpose is, like go and do it. And so I was like, okay. And so I just, I started recording episodes. I had a really good flow for what I was doing. And then I have a friend and she owns a PR agency in Los Angeles. And she's a believer and she asked me, she's like, Hey, like, I totally forgot you have a podcast. Like, tell me the ideal guest. And so I'm telling her who my ideal guest is, who my ideal listeners are and stuff. She was like, perfect. Send me your calendar link. And when I have a client that I think would fit, I'll send them over to you. I'm like, great. Perfect. Thank you. Love that. You know, and I didn't expect it to be a whole lot, you know, I was just like, all right, we'll see what happens. Well, then I start seeing the calendar notifications coming in and I mean, these women that she was booking on my show were amazing. I had someone on my podcast who was on The Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, and I was like, okay. And But she was a believer. And so she was just talking about this journey and all these things she's been through. And I'm like, this is crazy. Um, you know, I'm getting women like this. I had a New York Times bestselling author on the podcast. And she was so funny. We had such a great conversation. And May May said to me, she was like, hey, I'm a book writing coach would you want to speak to my clients about podcasting? And I was like, yeah, of course, I would love to do that. You know, so we recorded some training. Well, after that, May May said to me, she was like, um, I really loved everything you had to say. I love the way you do things. Like, this has been really good. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you, you know. And so she asked me, she was like, she was like, I would love to do a story on you for Forbes. 
And I immediately was just like, okay, great. You know, like I've been in the industry long enough now. It's been 13 years I've been in this space. I know a majority of Forbes articles people pay for, right? Like they're paying to have their story in there. They pay to be part of the coaches council, whatever it is. Like Forbes, you're you're paying a lot. And so I'm like, all right, May May, like how much would this be? You know, like tell me, give me the numbers. And she was like, no, she's like, Forbes pays me to write for them. And I was like, oh, this is like a real feature. And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm in, I'm in, you know? And, um, and it's, it's just been wild to see what's happened since it came at the perfect time. And I, I'm eternally grateful. You know, I mean, that was God's timing for sure. Um, actually came out like on my wedding anniversary. And so my husband and I were like, you know, and it was our five years. So we went out and we were already going to go out for our anniversary, but he was so cute. He like bought me my ba- a bag and a wallet from my favorite place while we were out. Cause he was like, we have to celebrate times too tonight. And, um, but it's been really cool. It, I feel like there's been like some drawbacks though, being in Forbes, I will say, um, there's been a lot of people who are afraid to talk to me now, which is really interesting. Like I hear for, I, people will email me about something. People will, you know, I'll get DMS from people. And when I, you know, I've tried to respond quickly. I mean, I get a lot of DMS, but I try to respond as fast as I can. And people will say to me like, oh, I can't believe like somebody who was in Forbes has the time to talk to me. Or I was afraid to reach out to you because you were in Forbes and I didn't feel like I was in a place where I can approach you. And so if anybody, like I am the most approachable, I'm in sweatpants right now, guys. Like I am a super approachable person. I like spend my weekends, like cleaning up after horses and things like that. Like I'm a normal person. But yeah, it's been really interesting. Like I've had really positive, like really high highs from it. And then it's been really interesting to see how it makes some people afraid to talk to me. Um, and so it's been like a blessing. And, not, you know, at, I've had a lot of conversations with mentors about it. And they're like, that's not on you, right? Like, you know that you're approachable and stuff. But it's definitely something like I've had to work through over the last like two or three months as people's perception of me changes. It's so interesting because I think people can get kind of caught up in like, oh my gosh, she's basically the celebrity now. So I can't approach her. And I try and tie everything back to the Lord. So I feel like sometimes that's how some people treat God. You know, they look at God like, oh my gosh, I can't approach him. But it's the fact that like, no, he is personable. He wants to have a relationship. And so, yeah, I think I think even in your story, it, it it's a way to point back to the gospel, which is actually really, really cool. Another thing that you mentioned, and I would love to, to kind of camp out on this for a little bit, um, is that you are a Kim 10 certified speaker and you speak on stages, you inspire women through your podcast. So what has your public speaking journey been like? Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like I was like groomed from this from the start, to be honest. So I was, I was in dance and cheerleading my whole life and um, so I was always in front of like large crowds, right? That was just like normal for me. I don't feel weird in a large crowd, even though I'm very introverted. Once I'm done, I would like to go retreat to a hotel room and like not talk to people, but like I need a nap. But I, starting in sixth grade, um, my mom was the cheerleading coach, but she actually didn't know anything about cheerleading. They just needed an adult to be the coach. And then I went and did all of this stuff, you know, for the kindergarten and first grade. And so I'm like, okay, I've always been speaking, you know, parents would ask me questions at practice and things because they're like, well, clearly like she knows 
what she's doing um, as a sixth grader, which is wild. Anyway, I I remember the first time I like really spoke at a conference. I flew out to California. Somebody asked me to speak at a conference, and I had done Facebook Lives. That's when Facebook Live was brand new. Um, that's how like old I am. And so I flew out to California, and I did not plan anything that I was going to speak on at all. I was like, well, I was like, I know the general topic, but I'm going to like, and I knew I was speaking on day two. So I'm like, let me like suss out the, you know, the room, see what people are interested in. And so then I got a feel for what people wanted. I went home and, or like went back to the hotel. I made a landing page and I was like, all right, I have a feeling like I know what I'm going to speak on. I created a freebie that I would reference in my talk and had them download the freebie like while I was speaking because I was pointing out things that they needed. And so then I ended up, I was like, I spoke on influencer marketing and they all wanted to be influencers. And, you know, cause I, my whole trip was paid for because I had a, my blog was doing well. And so I didn't pay for that whole trip. And so they came to me and they're like, could you do a course on influencer marketing? Like we would, we would pay for it. And I was like, yeah. And so I sold that from stage and made 15 grand in an afternoon. And I was like, holy cow, like, okay. Um, And that's what funded my move to Georgia. I bought all new furniture. Like it was, I was like, okay, like I paid six months of rent all at one time. Like I was like, okay, we could do this. And then I had that awful podcast and that, that was just so bad. It's, I have like PTSD from it. And so when I joined like the company that I'm with and I mentor and stuff in there, Somebody asked me, she's, and I was here like right at the beginning of the formation of this company. And they were like, Hey, what do you, what do you like want to do? And out of nowhere, I was like, I want to speak on stages. Like I want to get good enough that Jenny Allen invites me to if gathering, like that's what I want to do. And then the speaker certification came out and I was like, I don't know that I'm going to do it. My husband was like, what do you mean? You don't know if you're going to do it. And so I did that. And I mean, it was so good. There was nine weeks of coaching with three different coaches, all with experience. I spoke on stage four times in a week, which was a lot for my little introverted self. It's been like such a journey, to be honest, to be like, I was in, I want to say like five or six summits in October too, all at one time. Like it was, it's been a lot. I get a lot of requests to speak now. Um, which has been cool, which then leads to people being like, when is your book coming out? We want a book. And I'm like, okay, I'll add it to the list of things to do. Um, speaking is so, it's so important. People can read your content or they could get like short form video from you. But like when people hear you, they hear the sincerity, they hear the passion, like they hear all the things you're excited about and people know you. Like I've had people join my membership off of my podcast because they binge listen to a hundred episodes. And they're like, I know you so intimately. And so I'll get a message from them. They're like, I feel like we're best friends because I listen to you at the grocery store. Or like, you know, it feels like we're going to the gym together because I always hear you. And I'm like, that is so cool. And then they sign up for something because they're like, I don't even have to second guess it because I know your heart so well. And so it's been a really cool journey. There's more stages scheduled in 2024 and 2025 already. And um it's exciting. It's exciting to see how that's like moving that too, right? Again, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a speaker. Um, that was that was totally all God. The fact that you took the initiative, because um, even though you were, you know, bold in speaking beforehand, you took the initiative to take the certification to grow in that and. 
and look how much it's it's benefited you. That is really amazing. Um, you mentioned also that <laughs> the awful podcast, as you call it, <laughs> and I would love to know, you know, how did you go from that to now you have an incredible and a, a successful podcast? Um, how would you encourage someone who is trying to figure out podcasting and speaking and wanting to start something like that, but maybe they already did an awful one and they feel too embarrassed, or maybe they just don't know where to start. What, how would you encourage them in that? Oh, I love this. I would say if God's calling you to it, then you have to pursue it because yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this at all in any way, shape or form. The episodes, even this podcast, the episodes and my podcast is only about a year old. The episodes I recorded in January of 2023 are not the episodes that I'm being are being produced in February of 2024. They look radically different. My conversations are different, but the way I show up is different because I've continued to learn and to grow. And so I would say, like, approach it with a growth mindset and give yourself grace. Like, know that the first ones are not going to be great. It's okay if you come out the gate swinging and you're perfect at everything. Then, like, I. I don't know. Praise Jesus. Because that is not the experience I have with anybody. Like the first ones are going to be awkward. Maybe the timing's a little bit weird. The transition may not be that smooth. And then you just get better. And so I would say keep cultivating the skill set. Um, it's so important. I still take speaker training. I'm a certified speaker, but I take it constantly. And I'm taking other things to, you know, I'm taking courses on different personality types. So how can I speak to every single personality type in every single episode that I do or every stage I speak on so everybody feels like I spoke directly to them? And so, yeah, I would say keep up-leveling your skill set and then give yourself grace to be like, it's okay that it's not great um, in the beginning. That's so good. Oh, I really hope that our listeners are taking notes because you are just spitting facts and I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Something that has come to my mind is that with podcasting, it is completely different than speaking on a stage, but it's still speaking. So would you say that doing a podcast benefits you uh, and teaches you new things for when you go on stages and you speak on stages and you're actually in front of that audience? Because podcasting, you're speaking into a microphone and even though you have that audience listening, you don't see them. So do you think that podcasting helps you or do you think it could even take away from, from you speaking in front of people? Oh, I love this question. Okay. I would say podcasting has been so helpful for me. So I will give like a prime example. So I spoke at a conference in October and there was a bunch of us who were speaking and the founder of the company, she had everybody do a dress rehearsal to, because a lot of them had never spoken on stage before. And so, I mean, it was over Zoom, you know, let's go over exactly what you're going to say, how you're planning on training, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we scheduled one, which I was like, great, you know, I would love the feedback. I'd love all those kind of things. And we got on the call and she was like, you don't need a dress rehearsal. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't need a dress rehearsal. And she's like, I've heard you speak on your podcast. And like, I know you've done this before. And you can be really clear and concise and get to the point. And so she's like, you don't actually need one. She's like, I wanted to talk about other things. And so we just talked about other things, like other leadership type things that we needed to talk about. But she was like, you don't need one because of your podcasting experience. And I think, I think being on stage is easier too. I don't know if you're, I like audience engagement. I will talk to my audience. I will ask for feedback. 
you know, I'm asking them to answer questions while I'm on stage. And so I'll interact with people while I'm on stage. So it's a whole lot easier. I think, you know, to podcasting really helps, right? Cause I, I can get a clear message out in a very short, concise amount of time. Um, when I do solo episodes only like 15 minutes and that's with intro, outro, teaser, all of that, I'm done in and out 15 minutes. So I can really deliver what I need to deliver to somebody in 10 but being on stage, then I can go and have the audience interaction and I have the wiggle room and things. And I think podcasting has been really good to keep me on track when I'm delivering something on stage. But then I have the flexibility to engage where I need to. Um, I would say too, like, I don't know, sometimes I'll do my solo episodes like standing up in my office because, you know, you've got your standing and your voice changes when you're standing or you know, when you're on stage, you're walking around, like you should be walking around, right? Like you should be doing things on stage, like utilize the stage. And so, yeah, I think, I think podcast has been so insanely helpful in preparing me to be on stages. I I completely agree. I think it's really a cool platform. Um, and something that, you know, you do that I think is really awesome too, is the fact that you teach women how to be godly leaders. And so I wanted to ask you, what does biblical leadership look like? And how does that fit in with speaking? So it's really just following a Jesus model. And I think what is so important about biblical leadership is that I can't say, Sarah, if you do these three things, you are now a biblical leader. Like these are the skill sets you need Biblical leadership to me is really introspective because God designed each of us with unique gifts and talents and passions. And it's the culmination of those gifts, talents, and passions that makes like that's who you're called to serve and the way in which you're supposed to serve them. And so that's going to look different for every single person on the planet. But biblical leadership is like, well, who, who am I in Christ, right? And knowing the identity you have in Christ and allowing him to, you know, and hold a mirror up to areas where you can improve. And, you know, how would Jesus have responded to this situation? Or, you know, like, where where do we see Jesus in this? And so I always say, like, to be the most excellent leader, you have to be the most excellent follower first. And so it is really true submission to, to God and then pouring out from that place. I think that, to me, is biblical leadership. I don't think it's cookie cutter for anybody. Oh my goodness, girl. I love it. I do have one last question. What is the last thing that you would want to tell our our listeners that would encourage them as they're kind of stepping into um, pursuing the things that God is calling them to, whether it is a new leadership role or just unknown territory or speaking? Uh, how would you encourage them? What came to mind right now is that delayed obedience is still disobedience. And so I would say if God is pushing you in that direction, whatever that direction is, you have a responsibility to take a step toward it because there are people out there who are waiting for you to do that, right? Like you don't know who those people are, but they've been praying for a solution or your leadership or your voice. They've been praying for something that you are supposed to do, whatever that is for you. The things God has called you to do are not actually about you. In any way, shape, or form, your gifts, your talents, the things you're passionate about, none of those are for you. They're actually for the people that you're meant to serve. And by delaying that process, all you're doing is denying somebody else the blessing that they have been waiting for. And so I would say, whatever God's calling you to do, go and just take a step forward. 
When it could be a tiny, it could be a little baby step. All right, tell God you're scared and ask him, you know, like, hey, listen, I am going to take this step and I'm just going to pray that the parachute opens. That is very encouraging. And thank you for that. And thank you for being on the show. Um, where could our listeners find you and connect with you? Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Um, I'm usually on the other side interviewing people. So this is really fun for me. Anywhere on social media, just go type in Lemon Price. Do not Google Lemon Price. Not because I don't want you to Google me. But if you do, you're just going to get the price of lemons at your local grocery store. And so I'm a very hard person to Google. So go to any social media platform and you can find me there. I'm probably the only lemon price out there. So we can be friends. I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes below. And yeah, if you guys want to check out her podcast, I will also link that and check her out because she has amazing content. That is all for today, sis. I hope that this conversation encouraged you and I will see you next time. Bye for now. Hi friend. If this podcast episode blessed you or helped you in any way, please leave me a review and let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can also screenshot and share this to your Insta story. You can tag me at at sarahnicole.fernandez or share this episode with a friend if you think that it would bless them too. That's the best way you can help me out. I'm so thankful for you. Until next time, friend, God bless and remember to go after whatever he has for you today with confidence.